Hello, my name is Jeff. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from needing the approval of others. My story starts with a broken home, divorced parents, and a mother so focused on making ends meet that she was often emotionally distant. So at an early age, my desire to be loved and accepted was not met. I began searching for love and acceptance from my classmates, but found instead years of bullying with physical and verbal abuse. Again, my need for approval from others went unmet. I believed that I couldn't trust people because they will just hurt me. So I turned inward towards isolation and distractions. Hours would pass as I played video games, drew pictures, made model cars, read books. You see, hobbies can't hurt you. Hobbies won't wrap you in duct tape and throw you in a trash can or call you mean names. In my room, there was a semblance of control. I could do what I wanted, when I wanted, and how I wanted. I found my comfort bubble, and I wasn't planning to leave anytime soon. Entering my 20s, I now turned towards self-improvement and an ugly pride to justify my lack of friends and feelings of loneliness. If I, if I become smarter, more talented, or funnier, then I wouldn't need people. I'll be self-sufficient and fine all on my own. I would feed myself lies like, it's fine that I'm alone, I don't need others. I'm better than them anyways. Plus, people just hurt you, so why have them in your life? These lies went on for far too long. I also began questioning many things about God, the universe, and how it all fit together. Our home had been devoid of any presence of God. We never went to church, nor did we talk about faith. Soon, I was proudly labeling myself as an atheist. I thought I had found my freedom, that I was strong, independent, self-sufficient. I didn't need friends, and I most certainly didn't need God telling me what to do. After some time, my initial fervor for atheism had faded and transitioned into simply a label I identified with. This was when God began to slowly intervene and bring about change. My best friend, a faithful coworker, and my now girlfriend are some of the individuals God used to soften my heart towards him. I decided that if I was going to deny or accept something as big as God, that I needed to at least learn about God before I made that choice. Since I had never read a Bible or gone to church, I started doing just that. God began chipping away at my cold, hard exterior. He was in the process of replacing my heart of stone with a heart of flesh. Then, one morning, without really knowing why or how, I just knew that there was a higher power. Do you guys remember those old Kool-Aid commercials where the Kool-Aid man would come crashing through the wall of some unsuspecting kid's house? <laughs> That's what God did to my, uh, in my life that morning. He came crashing through the walls I had built up around me. I wasn't quite ready to call that power God because I still had questions, but I felt a peace that I had never known before. That night, my former atheist, now Christian friend, and I had a four to five hour conversation about God, Jesus, and what being a Christian really means. He shared the gospel with me and answered my questions. I learned about what Jesus did for me and, all, and for all of us on the cross and how his death satisfied God's wrath for our sins and made the payment we can never make. His sacrifice has given us the opportunity to have a relationship with God, and this is a free gift given to us because of the love he has for us. By the end of our talk, God had brought me into his family, and I haven't looked back since. Fast forward a few years, and I have become increasingly more aware of my own sins and the sins of those around me. More specifically, my girlfriend and I have become more focused on each other's sin and less focused on God, his word, and keeping him at the center of our relationship. As a result, we went through an incredibly difficult season of pain and arguing. It all came to a head one night when I heard her say, I'm starting to dread seeing you. Those words crushed me. She said, dread, that is to anticipate something with great fear or apprehension. I caused that. I made her feel that way. My actions, my words, my sin. For the first time, I finally felt the full weight of my sin and how I was hurting the woman that I deeply cared for. I had been believing the lie that the depth of her sin far outweighed the depth of mine. 
Not anymore, though. I knew something was broken. I knew I was broken. God used the pain of that moment to finally reveal to me how much my sin had been hurting her. I knew I needed help, and I made the commitment to attend Regen. My first night, I was nervous, incredibly emotional, and I didn't want to talk to anybody. Why did the worship band have to play that song? Don't they know it makes me cry? <laughs> uh, I broke down into tears watching the video of others and their recovery stories. Although painful, God made it undeniably obvious that this is exactly where he wanted me to be. I was scared, but I was also excited. During Regen, God was gracious enough to reveal to me the root cause behind every single one of my issues. It was my deep desire to seek after the approval, love, and affirmation of others, a desire that formed all the way back in my childhood. Regen was definitely difficult at times. There were many weeks where I didn't want to attend or do the workbook, but I would because I knew it was necessary for my recovery. I worried at times that the process wasn't going to work and that nothing would change, but I kept coming because every night I was being encouraged by the speakers on stage. I listened, I trusted God, his people, and his ministry, I decided that in spite of my fears or doubts, that I would no longer live by solely trusting myself. I've seen where that leads, and I want nothing to do with that. No, I chose to trust God instead. He reminded me on commencement night that new life is possible. God revealed to me that by his strength, he carried me through this and brought me to that night. I was able to look back and finally see what he had been doing over these past many months. I was immediately filled with overwhelming gratitude towards him for all that he had done in my life. I knew that on my own, I would never have been able to do this to complete Regen. The biggest change I have seen since completing Regen is that now I am much more aware of my sin. I was so blind before, but now I am more likely to catch myself when I see old habits pop up. I am aware of when I have missed the mark and, when I, and I am now able to own my part. This has humbled me. The ability to see my sin has made me aware of how desperately I need a savior in my life and how much I needed the forgiveness of Christ for my sins. It has softened my heart to stop making passing judgmental comments in my mind about strangers. I now reflect on my own brokenness, and it removes prideful emotions. I have also seen the fruit that comes from focusing on God instead of focusing on the sins of those around me. I saw a noticeable change in my relationship with my girlfriend when I stopped focusing on her sin and instead chose to focus our relationship on God and his word. I have a new desire within me to keep short accounts and make amends whenever I sin against those around me. I am far from complete or perfect, though. There are times when my desire to be accepted or loved by others and the many sinful symptoms associated with that will still flare up, but I do not lose heart. I know that sanctification is a lifelong process and I know God will continually tug at my heart and encourage me to, to be just a little bit more like Christ in areas where I am lacking. He will push me, challenge me, and stretch me past my comforts and I will rejoice as those trials are evidence that he is working on me still. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 tells us to count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. He then goes on to say in verse 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. These verses carry me through hardships. They strengthen me. They give me courage when I'm afraid. They give me the boldness I need to step out in obedience when God calls me to. So when life throws difficulties my way, I know that it is merely a trial and that I am called to remain steadfast through that trial. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2 says, Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So... With strength from God, I will continue to run with steadfastness.
My name is Jeff. I have an amazing new life in Christ, and I am recovering from needing the approval of others. I give every single ounce of glory to God for the many wonderful things he has done and will continue to do in my life. Thank you.